0: Hello and welcome to Big Les' League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Welcome to episode four of the Halftime Chat, part two. We are talking about the North Queensland Cowboys. Great chat here on a side we didn't really expect to go as well as they are at the moment. I can't wait to talk about this team. I can't wait for you guys to hear about me and Lee talking about this team. It is such a good conversation and Lee is such a smart footy head obviously being a really experienced coach he definitely knows what he's talking about so make sure you sit back relax and enjoy this one But yeah, we'll move on now to the North Queensland Cowboys. And geez, they started off the season way differently to what I thought they would. Geez, if we did this two weeks ago, it'd be a totally different analysis for me. What have you sort of got down for the North Queensland Cowboys? How do you think they've gone in the first two rounds? I think Todd Payton is a change agent. I think the club are backing him.
1: and want him to change the place. Last year they had the worst defense in the competition, or at least one of. This year I think they've already started with the best defense in the competition. I think <laughs> if you look at the ladder right now as we talk, I think they've got the best defensive record. I mean it's only two rounds in, so that doesn't tell you anything. But my point is that, um, they are they've started the season better. I think the loss to. The Bulldogs, 6-4 or whatever it was, it was persisting down, wasn't it? With rain. Mm. Monsoon-like conditions. If you lose a game 6-4, you can easily win it 6-4. So I reckon they just write that one off. I think the win over the Raiders was huge. Mm. You can tell the Raiders are a bit down in the dumps because of the injuries that
0: they've had. Mm. And... Well, they were onto their fourth string halfback too. You remember, yeah, the Raiders, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And now
1: they, now they've lost Hodgson as well. Mm. And I just think, I think, especially early in the year, going up to Townsville, if they can, if they can keep this defensive solidity and this tenacity in defence, they're going to win more than they lose in the first quarter or third of the season because of the Townsville humidity, and that's what always made. The Cowboys are a tough venue to visit, a toughish team in tough conditions. Mm. And I think, I think, top Payton is a change agent. I think that's why we had the Tamalolo saga really last year. Mm. Um, Tamilolo Tamalolo still isn't playing all the time as he is, he's still sitting some time on the bench and whatnot. So there's something going on. Um, I think. Cowboys are on a rebuild day. Their premiership window ended a few years ago, and I think top Payton's in the process of, of rebuilding the joint. And um, Chad Townsend's giving them some direction. I'm a massive fan of Tom Dearden as a player. I don't think he's going to set the world on fire, but he's a very, very good player. He's one of the best schoolboys to come through the system in recent years. Um yeah, I think all the signs are there. I think Val Holmes, he was never going to have a great year last year. He'd been a few years out of the sport. And he needed a year to find his feet again. So things will get better for him. I, I just think that it was a really good sign that they put the they put the sword through the Raiders the way they did. You know, it's not like they just scraped home. They won by about 20 points, didn't they? So, um, And it's also good signs that they defend in the football. Like to keep to keep teams out to one try in each game is a real good sign. I don't think they're going to win the Premiership. I think they might even struggle to get in the eight, but they're going to improve. They, you know Cowboys, one of the worst teams in the competition last year. Them, the Broncos, the Bulldogs—they were all trying to outwork each other at times last year until the Broncos broke away a little bit. So, uh, and then the Tigers fell into that, and the Knights hovered around it and then got back into the eight. So, um, yeah, I think the Cowboys are going to be on the improve.
0: Oh, that definitely looks like it. Um, the only real concern that I have for the Cowboys, Scott Drinkwater. He's been in the reserves yeah. for the past two weeks, and he's in the reserves again this week. Um, now, he was one of their shining lights, really, last season. He was outstanding. For me, he's a fullback. Then again, you've got the hammer. He can play six. You've got Tom Dearden, who's in some great form. Yeah. Chad Townsend. Now, he's a premiership-winning halfback. However, I feel as though that Tom Dearden has sort of st- stood out more, uh, has done more. I don't think – now, this is going to sound really harsh to Chad Townsend, and I mean him, no disrespect. Um, but you could al- you could almost sub in Scott Drinkwater there into the seven – um, and it wouldn't really make a huge difference. It wouldn't have a huge impact. Um, but yeah, I just feel I just feel like it's very strange that Drinkwater is in the reserves. there. it's it's not a player that I'd be keeping in my reserves. And if he's continuously there, then you could almost see him leaving. There was news that he would go off to the Knights. Um, there was rumors that what he you talk look- what what you're talking about is just
1: natural competition for places and I think that can only help Drinkwater, Dearden, and Chad Townsend. I think Chad Townsend, by virtue of him coming across Hmm. uh, changing clubs, I think he's probably got a bit of a mortgage on one jersey. Um, I think for the others, I mean, for Dearden and for Drinkwater, you know, let's battle it out and I think that's healthy for a club and Quite often, in the in the salary cap area, you don't get that. You know, some a player's agent and with the agents being influential, or he could start there, he could start there, and here he's in reserve grade. Well, no, I think it's good for drink water. I think it's good for did, and possibly good for Chad Chad Townsend. It's good for them too, the Chad Townsends there too. I, like I said the other week, I don't think Chad Townsend's going to steer the Cowboys to a premiership. I thought, I thought he played an all right role when the the Cronulla Sharks did win the premiership back. Back in 2016,
0: but I don't think you sign chap sounds into any premiership, but he's very experienced, you know, like he's, and he's solid. I think that also the young guns that they've sort of brought through, uh, Jeremiah Nanai, which we'll talk about later, he's been sensational. Really, I wouldn't say one of the biggest back rollers that you've seen, but just so talented. Um, Tom Gilbert as well, he's had a good crack. Had a really good crack in the past two weeks. His defense has been sensational. Moving Cohen Hess to the front row, I think it's been very beneficial. There's just so many things that have gone wrong. Yeah,
1: yeah. Cohen Hess to the front row, if I've ever I've seen one, really.
0: Really, I don't think he was really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Reese Robson is a guy that I really like. Great service, great running game, really good dummy half, and and on the Dolphins' yep. radar radar here as well. So. Um, Really, really sensational player.
1: It's just going to be interesting to see how they travel because they played two home games already, haven't
0: they? So, yeah, <clears throat> very, very interested to see how they do travel. Now, um, signings: Brendan Elliott, they've signed him until 2022. He played a bit in the trials, uh, but we haven't really mm-hmm. heard much of him since. Peter Hiku till 2023, and I think this is a great signing, especially the way he ended the year for the Warriors as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think great to get a hold of him. Um, Jermaine Tamoa brown a guy that we haven't really heard much of. I think he's injured, though. Um, he's been signed till 2023. And then Chad Townsend until 2024.
1: I'm just looking at those signings. A couple of centres, a wing. Murray Tulangi has not been mentioned there, too. He's somebody else at the same. Murray yeah. Long, yeah. Um, um, and a prop. You know, there's, they've had a good look at the the balance of the squad there too, and they've signed some experience. Um, looking at the losses, column, mate.
0: That's massive.
1: Yeah, it's a long one. Very, very um, long. Josh McGuire leaves yet another club. Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Justin O'Neill, the good footballer so, You know, a lot yeah. of experience retired there. Michael um, Morgan's a big one for me. I think he was one of the halves that sort of left... Uh, led the the side around and one of the last ones that was sort of leading the side around. And as soon as he left, you could almost see a drop in, in how the Cowboys played. Yeah. And they've had to build a new squad and a new format
1: of playing, you know, that's
0: the evolution, isn't it? Of a club. I'll read out all of these losses now. So we've got Lachlan Burr shock retirement, really good young forward coming through and was really unfortunate. He'd he'd just come over from the Warriors too. um, And obviously then went into retirement. Uh, Winnemere Gregg, Greg, hmm. he's gone to the Eagles.
1: Lachlan Lochland Burr would be about twenty eight thirty now, something like that.
0: Like he he's
1: he's been around a while. He just didn't play as much first grade as as he probably wanted to when he started out.
0: Yeah, I'm um, going to
1: Google it now and get back to you on that.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, very very unfortunate that he retired. Uh, Winnemere Gregg, uh, he played in the Indigenous game, uh, Indigenous yeah. Merit game, two years in a row. I sort of haven't really seen much of him. He's gone off to the Eels. Um, and I think that's 29, good... 29. There you go. Yeah. Um, Peter Holler, Canberra Raiders. I think that was a great signing. Um, from what I've really seen, they haven't uh, utilized him much. Um, but he is a really good young front row. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty mm-hmm. quite certain that he's quite young as well. So uh, really decent, <laughs> um, really decent uh, front row, or back row or coming through. Corey Jensen, who I thought was really good. Um, just having a look at the sides now. I don't, yeah, Peter Holler definitely not used in that side at all for Canberra. Um, but Corey Jensen went off to the Brisbane, and I thought he was really good. People weren't giving him a, a, a fair go, uh, especially in the first two weeks for Brisbane. Yeah. He just wasn't really the standout, but I thought his defense was sensational. Yeah, looking I the agree. But both... For both of those games, and he was up there for tackles.
1: How um, many clubs has Eason Masters been at
0: now? Oh, he would have been at four. <laughs> he's been at he's been at Wests, then he went. To yeah, Cowboys, then he's gone to Titans. Um, yeah, yeah, he's at the Titans now. Um, Josh Maguire, off to the Dragons, as we we mentioned to you before. Another club <laughs> that he left.
1: There you go. Uh, yeah, so Who's played at the most clubs, viewers at home?
0: Eastern, Master, Eastern Masters or Josh Maguire? There's a question for you. There you go. Um, definitely be putting that on the social um, to see what we can get there. Um, but Francis Molo, also off to the Dragons there. He had a bit of a start last week. I'm pretty sure he's starting again this week, and he is. He's starting at number eight. Um, good little signing for him. A very um, bulky, um, sort of chunky front rower there. Um, Michael Morgan, we spoke about his impact on the side. Justin O'Neill mm. again, another old head that was in the club that's left.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then Shane Wright. Um, I'm pretty sure he would have been in his mid-20s, uh, but he's gone to the Salford Red Devils. He's a back rower. Um, he's so gone to the
1: retirement home of Super <laughs> League.
0: <laughs> I'll take your word for it, Lee. I'll take your word for it. Um, but, yeah, that's a big losses column. That's massive. Yeah, it is.
1: And, and again, like that's what I'm saying about uh, uh, the coach being a change agent, Todd Payton.
0: Mm, it's, it's, look at, um,
1: for, look at that for a sweeping brush.
0: Yeah, that's a massive. Out you go, uh,
1: boys. Find new clubs.
0: It's almost a clean slate. It is almost a clean slate. They're starting, not starting yeah. again, but that's what One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players. 10 out of your starting 30. So there you go. That's, that's a big brush. Um, young guns coming through. Now, there's a few here. I have ma- mentioned Murray Tarlongi here. Uh, but we've got Colony Lemuelu, Griffin Neem, Hamaso Taviwafado, Murray Taolongi, and Dejan Arcee. Do, do these any of these guys sort of stand out to you? I know the Hammer would, for sure. Yeah, they do.
1: They do. What what stands out to me is that the breeding ground up there is finally getting nurtured in the sense that the Kerwin High School has won, I think, two or three national titles in the last four years, and like that, when the national title was, you know, if it wasn't COVID affected, they've been in there or thereabouts. And um, it, it just seems a bit more consistent now, the junior development at the Cowboys, because obviously the Cowboys have been around now since 1994. So rugby league in that area got boosted by the Cowboys. Boys and more people will grow up wanting to be a cowboy. And it's just if if cowboys keep hold of all their young talent, they should be a bit like a Parramatta or a Penrith or something. Because I know it's a bigger geographical area, the north of Queensland, but um, you know, a lot of Sydney clubs have been going up and, and stealing some of their players. But when they've got some good young guns coming through, that's probably a sign that they've been putting a fence around some of them
0: yeah for sure great signs there for the recruitment and the young guns coming through and yeah if they can end up being like a penrith where they don't really need to go out into the market and sign guys and have those have that confidence in those young guys to come in and come through and and do a good job for them then it's going to be much easier definitely on the salary cap as well side of things as well they can go out and get those stars to come into the club and and build sort of a little franchise there which would be very yeah i'm
1: just i'm just very positive about this club at the minute i'm Mm. You know, I wasn't going to write Todd Payton off as a coach after last season. I think he inherited something that needed fixing. Mm. And sometimes you've got to go through some short-term pain to have some long-term gain. And I just think it's a bit like Anthony Griffin at the Dragons. And uh, I keep looking out the corner of the eye and the Dragons have just scored a try against Cronulla, but the problem is Cronulla have already scored 18 of them, 18 points. The um, But, you know, you get the feeling with St. George that this is going to be a better season for them than last year was a bit of shorter short-term pain. And I think it's the same with the Cowboys. I don't think the Cowboys are going to be in the eight, but they're going to be better.
0: Yeah, it'd be very interesting. I think they'll be close. I think 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th is sort of the bracket I'd have them in um, going into this season. Would you agree? Would you have them a bit lower higher? What's sort of the bracket you'd have them in before we discuss some of these key players i wouldn't i wouldn't disagree with your bracket um, mm. whether it's
1: the nine or the twelve I think a lot of it depends on the draw. I think it certainly helps them having a couple of games at home at the start of the year and maybe at the end of the year as well
0: yeah, definitely um boost them and hopefully they can get a few wins into the start off this season and be great for them mm, and that club and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I honestly can't wait to see where the cowboys because they're actually. They're actually really entertaining to watch, um, and yep. I thought this club was going to be very close to the bottom, and it sort of flipped my prediction of the ladder on its head. At the start of this season, the Knights are doing really well, uh, and and so are the Cowboys. So, very exciting stuff for the next. Few all you months. have to do is
1: all the stuff we spoke about in the first three podcasts. Mm. Just delete, just delete them. Mm. There you and go. A note, yeah, probably. Then nobody can hold. No, then nobody can hold us to account. For getting it so wrong. <laughs>
0: Start again. We'll start fresh. Um, <laughs> looking at looking at some of these key players, just before we wrap up, some of the key players here for the Cowboys. We've got Chad Townsend, uh, Hamiso Tabiwafudo, Val Holmes, Scott Drinkwater, which are now at 50-50 on since he's been in the reserves. I'd even chuck Tom Didden in there. Uh, even though he's not on the list. Going back
1: to Hamiso, I mean, he sort of came on the scene a bit last year, didn't he?
0: Hmm.
1: I want to talk about this. I think uh, Tommy Turbo is realising now that once you've had a big year, you've got to add a bit more to your bowl the second year because every other club will have been looking at Tommy Turbo before they play Manly. I think a lot of clubs are looking at Hamasau to the eye Fidel mm. because of his breakout year. And he. what's going to be key is how he... If he can do that consistently this year, I'm not saying he won't. I'm just saying that, you know, that's going to be key. I agree with you about Val Holmes. I think he's going to kick on this year and become the player again that everybody thought he was before he left.
0: Yeah, I hope he does too. And um, yeah, he's looking really exciting in the centres. And a guy that I thought wasn't a centre, I was very, very confident that he wasn't a centre. I thought he was a winger but he looks really good there. And, and some of the ball skills he's taken from fullback and just, he's sort of crafted his game around that. And he's really, he's looking good. And I reckon he could even yeah. take up a lot of tries assists by the end of the season. He's yeah. going to look really good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I totally agree. Um, just all positive signs for the
0: Cowboys. Yeah. It, it's, it's crazy. And, and going into this podcast, I wouldn't have thought so. Um, two weeks ago, Two weeks ago, I would have had a whole different analysis on this team, but um, <laughs> geez, it, it's all good signs. Other than that losses, column, which is massive, but then again, we've got the clean slate. Um, it's really good signs for them. I'm – and I know we already touched on this, but I'm – my only one concern would be Scott Drinkwater, and for his sake, I hope he does get some starting football. Um, he's a, such a talented player.
1: I think you're reading too much into it, mate. I think it's just the – It's just the cut and thrust of having a bit of competition for places, and we don't see it as much these days because of the salary cap and because of agents. You know, players have agents now, every single one of them, and if they're not getting a game, they talk to that agent and the agent goes, they're saying, well, enough, I'm going to find you another club. Rather than the agents, in a lot of cases, say, fight for your place, mate, this will do you good. They just find them another club because they want to get the money. So I think this is great for Scott to drink water. I really do. And the pressure he puts on Tom Deirdre and, well, let's say Chad Townsend,
0: I think that will always make the Cowboys better. Just one last question before we, we wrap up. Chad Townsend, what, what are your thoughts on him from the first two rounds? And what do you sort of see from him sort of deeping into the future for the next few rounds? Do you, what have you got of him so far?
1: I think with Chad Townsend, what you see is what you get. He's just a steady away, isn't he? And um, he's, given the, he's given the side some direction. And uh, I mean, let's face it, when you don't concede many points, one of the main reasons is you're probably holding a fair bit of ball as well. The ball is probably spending more time up the opposition end of the field. And, and the big way of that to happen is to have a good controlling halfback who steers the ship around and controls the game. And I think Chad Townsend has br- obviously brought, brought that
0: to the Cowboys. Well, yeah, there you go. There you go. That is your Cowboys and West Tigers analysis. I want to thank you again, Lee, for hopping on. It was an absolute pleasure. No worries, mate. Absolute pleasure. Anything you'd like to say to the viewers at home before we before we wrap up? Any um, Aim higher programs uh, that you've got going on in new places? Any announcements that you've got for yourself?
1: Luckily, I'm right next to the calendar, so I'll get all the dates right. We're doing three venues in Brisbane with Aim Higher during the Easter holidays. Um, Redlands, Slats Creek and Samford between the 4th of April and the 12th of April. Uh, And then on the evening of the 12th of April, I fly to Melbourne, Otona Roosters to do a two-day Aim Higher there. And then it's the Easter weekend and I'll be eating chocolate Easter eggs, no doubt. (laughs) And then on um, Tuesday the 19th, of April, I'll be in Sydney, May, at Chester Hill, Norford Park. Woohoo! Aim Aim Higher, Chester Hill, Norford Park. There's a group of people who booked in to be on my Aim Higher clinic last June, July, and it got put back from COVID. And then we put it back to September, it got put back because of COVID. They've stuck loyal and I'm finally going to get to help them in in April and they can come to that. And there's another shout-out I want to do for a gentleman called Ranil Kumar, who is a sports fanatic down in Sydney. He has made a sizable investment into the programme, and therefore, basically, the prices have been halved. So every kid can come for a three-day programme for... I think I'll I'll let you know exactly how much it is now. Um, It is going to be... $179. $179. So $179 for three days. If you have a look at the daycare prices in Sydney, it'd be a lot cheaper than putting your kids in daycare if they act young. Um, but also if you want to improve your rugby league skills, it's also very cheap. It's basically, what is it? It's not even $60 a day, is it? For 9 nine till 3pm uh, each day.
0: It's fantastic. And can't wait till you're in Sydney. It's going to be... Uh, unreal. Uh, thank you again for hopping on. And it's always. always a pleasure, Lee. We'll see you next week. Likewise. Take care, mate. See ya. Well, there you go, guys. That was part two of the Halftime Chat with me and Lee. I hope you guys really enjoyed both of those parts of episode four of the Halftime Chat. Thank you for choosing Big Lazers League and all rugby league experience. Make sure if you don't already to follow Lee Addison at the Rugby League Coach on Instagram. Make sure you go subscribe to his YouTube where he does an analysis weekly of Super League teams. It's a very interesting one if you're a Super League fan. Uh, He also is on a show at the moment for Q Cup where he talks about most of the Q Cup sides and analyzes them uh, and their games during the week. So uh, make sure you go and support him there. Make sure that if you're interested in... Uh, signing up for the Aim Higher program that you do so. Uh, It is $60 a week. I'm pretty sure it was $179 in total. Uh, It's a great experience there if you want to go and join Lee and a few other coaches. uh, And practice those rugby league skills if you're quite a young lad and you want to fix up those skills, as Lee would say, um, make sure you go ahead and sign up for that course. It'll definitely be worth your while. But... Thank you for choosing Big Lezzers League and all rugby league experience. And I'll see you guys in the next one.